so we are holding uh, officially in the nine days, and this coming Shabbos is Shabbos Chazayim. So I want to start off with a shtikel Chasid Shavuot to talk about uh, Shabbos Chazayim. The Gadomsk Rebbe Shloimer from Gadomsk in the Kufer Shloimer, he says that um, in Golos. HaKadosh Baruch Hu doing the week is uh, in Golos together with Kalal Yisrael. But Shabbos, Shabbos is Kaviyah the Kaima, and so on Shabbos, HaKadosh Baruch Hu has a certain Hesiachdus with, with, whether it's with Kalal Yisrael, but Shabbos. So he says that this a Bezundera Hashivas, this Shabbos Chazoim, he says, Rav Loch Sheves, B'Emek Habocha, in Taitches, Rav Loch Shabbos, the Eimek Abocha, Shabbos, the Eimek Abocha, Shabbos in the Isman of Zechia, is a very tremendous Shabbos, a tremendous Koyach. So I had to touch it up in my Lutvish Mahalich, I would say that Shabbos is a Shtikal of Beis HaMikdash. I mentioned this before. On Shabbos you have Kriyas HaKairas, you have the Torah, you have the Menoyer, the Shabbos lights, you have the Chawa, Shulchan, they had the. Uh, exactly, very good, very good. Okay, and so yeah, you have basically a base hamigdash. That's why your base hamigdash is called Mavonoin. When you come home from shul, the malachim say the sora v'necha the chatoska the chupor. So Shabbos is malabim yiravoyu. So Shabbos is a shtickle of base hamigdash. So uh, even doing the nine days, Rabbah Shabbos the emek aboch. So. I'll call upon him. Um, we have an achrayis during these days to to try to be this power and to bet of more that Kodesh Baruch Hu should bring the ruula. You do it the kamaisha as we have said over with the Munkatcher Rebbe. Munkatcher Rebbe had a Rebbe, a Spardish chacham named the Sabe Kadisha, Rabbi Yosef Alfandri, who lived in Eretz Yisrael. He's very old. And uh, the Munkachi Rebbe and him would correspond. They never met each other. So one day, uh, maybe it was in the 1930s, I'm not sure, the Saba Kadisha invited the Munkachi Rebbe to Eretz Yisrael to meet him. So he went to Eretz Yisrael. It was a big event. All the Hasidim came with him, and Hasidim over there came to meet him. It was a, a major tutzach. So uh, they finally met. Thousands of Hasidim watching, and then they went in to talk to each other privately. And so they go into a room, and the Shamus figures he's going to go in with the Rebbe. And the Rebbe kicks him out of the room and says, No, nobody's going to be here. I want to be with my Rebbe all by myself. So the Shamus goes out of the room, and he stands by the door and puts his ear to the door. And they're having a conversation. So first they discuss what language to speak. I don't think the Sabbath spoke Haimish in Yiddish. And so they settled on Ivrit. So the Shamus hears Munkacha Rebbe say to the Sabbath Kadisha, Tagidi li bevakasha, matai yovo Mashiach. Tell me when is Mashiach going to come. So the Sabbath Kadisha says, Yeshana Shim. There are people holding back the Geula. All of a sudden, 
Shamus here, the Mikachu start to cry like a baby. And through his tears and sobbing, he hears the Mukachu Rebbe Sabe Kadisha, Im Gama Ni, Me Osum Anoshim, Shema Akvim Am I one of the people that are holding back Mashiach? So that's a question we all have to ask. I don't know what the Saba Kadisha answered the Munkacha read by. So we said no, but I'll call upon him. It's a question we have to ask. Are we holding back? Or could we be doing more? Can we be diving better? That's a shyly for everyone to ask. But I'll call upon him. It doesn't have any. Yeah, yeah. So, Emma says there's a famous way to leave on this week's uh, Haftarah. I wanted uh, to share with you and talk a little bit about, uh, expand on it. The Haftarah starts, Chazoy Nishayel ben Omer, it's a Shechoza, Yehuda, Yishalayim, and Yehuda, 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 so, Yeshaya Hanavi says, Shimu Shemayim Vazinu Oretz, Ki Hashem Giber. What does Hashem say? Bonim Gidalti Vereimamti Vehei Poshuti. I raised children, I elevated them, and they rebelled against me. Yoda Shor Koineyu Vachamor Eivus Ba'olov, Yisrolo Yoda Ami Lekisplenam. The Shor knows his owner, the Chamor knows where the feeding trough is, but Kalal Yisrael doesn't know, doesn't think about it. So, Freik, the Lega Leyohu, Nabi is Kasha. So what's the, what's the critique over here of Kalal Yisrael? The Shoyer and the Chamoyer know because instinctively animals have that ability to sense their owner, their feeding trough. It's not a godless inside the behemoth. That's their instinct. So what are you comparing Kalal Yisrael's which they have to deal with with Kleich or Bechir or whatever it is, to an animal that it's instinctively that's the way he is. As I freight the label young. So he, he's Masbir, what is the time of a Kodesh He says, if you look at the Velt, you'll see in the world that whatever you need is available to feed the degree to which it's necessary for a person to have it. So you need air, you need oxygen, so it doesn't cost you any money to go outside and you breathe and it's free and out, it's all there. That's the thing you need the most. It's available, you don't have to buy it, it's free of charge. The next thing you need is water. Water is pretty much accessible. You want to buy bottled water, but the mice, you can get water, it's pretty accessible. You turn on the faucet, wherever you go, you can probably access water. It's pretty available. And then the next thing you need is food. Food is readily available, maybe a little bit harder than the other things, but pretty much you can access food whatever you need. And so, because you see that the revolution created the world where the things that you need the most are readily accessible. The things you don't need so much, you don't need necessarily diamonds, gold, and silver. So they're very rare. So Akkadishbuk created a world where the, the items of necessity are so available. So he says, therefore it's chlorine. If the oxygen, if the air that your body needs is readily available, what is the air, what's the oxygen for you, Neshama? That's a moon. 
it must be that the ability to have a moon in HaKadosh Baruch Hu is as accessible to a human being and to a Yid as the air that we breathe. What's the Pshat? The Pshat is that intuitively we all have a Neshama and the Neshama is a Chelech Alekamimau and the Etzim you have this idea and this understanding if you don't pollute yourself, that you have a cash in this Rebbeinu He had that wrong when he was three years old, come to recognize HaKadosh Baruch Hu. From himself. From, he, he wasn't affected by his daughter. Some say he was like a Rebbeinu for early part of his life. But he came to this HaKon of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, because from within himself, it was posh, it has got to be a boy reoilum. And as long as his neshama wasn't affected and wasn't polluted, he was able to hop that by himself. And so we have to know that inherently, intrinsically, we have a, a kesher and an awareness of a Kurdish Borchu, which is inherent and it's instinctive to everybody. He, he brings down a, a Gemara in the second mother Basra. The Gemara tells a Maisa that there was a Yid who uh, ostensibly had ten children. And one day he heard his wife telling his daughter, who was not very tzimiyastic, and there was a shtickle for miscuous, and she tells the daughter uh, that, you know, you should be a little bit more careful the way you're behaving. He says, I am very careful. Your father thinks he has ten sons. Only one is from him. But he thinks he has ten sons. Now the father overheard the conversation, and now the father knows he's got one real son and nine mamzerim or whatever. And so, what's he going to do when he dies? Who's going to get his Yerusha? So he went, the Gemara says he went to Rabbana, Tano and Amoy at that point. So Rabbana says, I'll take care of it. You tell your children, and you will, and you're, 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 you know, whatever you have, that you come to me. So, he Hayoim, the father is Mr., and he leaves the Tzavah that uh, for information regarding the, the, the will, everyone should go to Rabbana, he'll take care of it. So they go to Rabbana, and Rabbana says, oh, so um, the Shaila is who's going to get to Yerusha? Right? So, what I want you to do is everyone should go to your father's cavern and take along your Louisville sluggers, whatever it is, and bang on the cavern. And, uh, you know, there'll be a voice from the crypt that will tell you who's going to get the image. So everybody goes to the cavern, they're banging away, and uh, nobody, nothing happens. So after, you know, uh, an extended period of swinging, they come back to Rabbana, and they say to Rabbana, uh, we didn't hear anything. So he says, that's strange. Tell me, did anybody not go? So one, uh, one, bro- one brother says, yeah, I didn't go. He says, why not? He says, I just didn't feel it was right to bang on my father's grave. So he says, oh, you're the son. Because you intuitively felt that this was your father's grave, so you get the Yerusha, because you're the son. I, uh, how did the son know? There's a, how gosh did he have? There's a feeling, this is my father. Well, they stayed with the mother. So he wants to say, we have that same Kesher, so what's the problem? He might say, where do we go wrong? What is the challenge? What's the problem? So he's Masbury that in Russia after World War I, there was terrible famine. People Poshit had nothing to eat, and people were, were dying of starvation, 
people walking in the street and they were so malnourished, they didn't know where to go. They, they forgot where they lived. People had to direct them. Some people, when they finally got to their house, they remembered where they were. Other people didn't. He said he had a son that was so malnourished that it got to the point when the sickness, you know, his malnourishment got worse, he no longer recognized his father. He says, in a similar vein, if you don't nourish your neshama, your neshama also won't recognize the Rabbani Shalema. The way you nourish your neshama is you have to do mitzvahs, you have to do mice and play them. If you do mitzvahs, if you do them without hargoshu, without feeling, you do them. So that's the way your neshama gets uh, nourished. And so a person has to develop that uh, he builds into his neshama, into his atzmiyas, by nourishing his neshama with mitzvahs and mice and claim at the same time. Just like you can give your body a sickness if you, uh, if, if you, you know, you get, you get involved with germs and bacteria and things like that and you can have a sickness. The same thing, a virus can affect the neshama. So you can eventually have your neshama encrusted by the, uh, by the, the sludge and the grease and the grime of a virus in this world and you can become distant from HaKadosh Baruch So we have to figure out a way to remove the Shemutz and bring ourselves closer to HaKadosh Baruch So um, you have to know, as, as distant as we are, HaKadosh Baruch is not far away from us. It's not the Pshad HaKadosh Baruch who says, I want nothing to do with you, get lost. HaKadosh Baruch wants us to come close to him as much as, as ever. Uh, said this over many times. This is a dogma. As Meisim with the prophet wanted to go to Brisk Yeshiva, so he knew that to get into Brisk is not so pushing. And back in the day when Daryl was a Rosh Yeshiva, so if you did well on the Fahir, you really uh, London, so you had to get in. If you went to Belt London, so you had to have some pull, right? So uh, you know whether you had uh, tons of money or whether your father was. Uh, who knows who, you know, but if you didn't have anything like that, so it wasn't so pushing. So this guy did his homework. He found out that the barrel had a soft spot for family. You, you know, that, that much he loved. He had a Mipsocha Pesal in this area. The district was very machmed on that. So I figured if I can show the barrel that related, what's that I'll have? Right? So he goes for his hair, takes his hair, and he sees that the barrel was not, uh, you know, you know, openly excited about his learning. So he says, the Rashid Shadow has Mizenadoch Mishpacha. So Beryl's eyes light up. He says, How are you Mishpacha? He says, Oh, you should know that my father, his second cousin, is Mr. Rabinowitz, and Mr. Rabinowitz, his third cousin, is with Mr. Berkowitz. And I, Berkowitz, happens to be a Machutin with the Kapitch family, and they happen to be related to the Shapiros, and the Shapiros have been related to the Wassermans, and the Wassermans are related to the Ungestops, and the Ungestops happen to be second cousins with the Soloveitchiks, and therefore we're related. So he says, Oi, that's distant, that's right. That's not going to get you there. So he said, he was prepared for this, so he says, Can I tell the Rosh Hashiva Maisa? He says, Okay. This is Hasidish Shemaisa, is that okay? He says, no, it's not a Hasidish Shemaisa. So he says, the Chazis from Lublin was very, very fond of Mishpacha. Mamish, uh, he was a very big Baltzlaka. He would give every, every people came to him and he gave stuff and Mamish, uh, he didn't go to sleep with a penny in his pocket. But if he were Mishpacha, he really gave you good. So this year figured, you know, uh, 
I'll think about how related to the chayzer, and uh, I'll go to the chayzer, and I'll get instead of 18 rubles, 180 rubles. So he goes to the chayzer, and uh, the chayzer is ready to give him 80 rubles. He says, oh, the chayzer is all this, and the zem the chayzer, the chayzer's eyes light up, he says, we are soy. He says, the pater b'anir b'chutin, with the adopted from the Rebbe, the adopted from the Rebbe happens to be second cousins with the Tarunola Rebbe, the Tyler Rebbe happens to be second cousins with the Bokrafina, and the Bokrafina happens to be Amokhutin with the Sonimana Moisim Rebbe, the Sonimana Moisim Rebbe happens to be Amokhutin with the Adilla Rebbe, the Adilla Rebbe, the Amokhutin, the Dain Shreer, and the Zen Mishpacha. So he says, I fight the Kroizim, fight the Kroizim. So the, the guy is all to Brochen, like he spent hours on the computer figuring out, you know, he Googled this whole Mishpacha thing, and now the, the Chayzer tells him, bite the Kroizim. So he walks out of the, the Chayzer's, uh, I mean, Yechid was very to Brochen, and he bumps into Rav Naftali from Rupshitz. Uh, Rav Naftali from Rupshitz was soon going to be the Rupshitz of Rebbe. He used to raise us by the Chayzer to, to get Shemesh, how to deal with people. So he sees this guy walks out like an English, like Tzabroch, and he says, what happened? He says, I prepared this whole Yichus, and he tells me, bite the Kroizim. He says, okay, listen, come with me, I'll take care of it. You come with me, the, the Rebbe is about to die in Mincha. You do what I say, and everything will be fine. So he takes him to the base measures, tells him exactly what to do. So they die in Mincha, the Chroizim dies to the Yomit. It's ready for Chazor Shashat, the Chazor starts going, Lechatu Hashem, Lechai, Lechai Ebsan, Lechai Abram, Lechai Yitzchak, Lechai Yaakov. All of a sudden, he hears a guy scream from the back, Weiter Kreuzen, Weiter Kreuzen, Weiter Kreuzen. And the Chazor is all saluted, and he hops, Oh, oh, Abram Yitzchak Yaakov, Weiter Kreuzen, he's right, he's right. So after David, you win, and he gives him 180 rubles. The brother turns to the barrel and he says, No. So you see, we're not so distant after all. So the barrel says to him, You don't understand the story. Abram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov are others. There's no such thing as a distant father. We are not related. But a father is no such thing as a distant father. It's made with the Rebbeinu Shalom and is never far away from us. The is always close. No matter how deep and gullous we are, the Rebbeinu Shalom is always close to us. And this one of the Masbid is a stickle more. There's a, a, a dua that by then she will make a bracha, I played on Naked. Why was that bracha instituted? Because the Harugay Beitar were Nitin Lakruva. And after whatever it was 25 years that they couldn't be buried, they, none of the bodies decomposed. So it was not much a mace. So we make a brocha of that mace. Great the Meshachachma, Hosepis. There were many Misa in Jewish history. Well, we have a separate brocha, every mace was. Hosepis, this miracle, we make a brocha. Right? As I trade the Meshachachma. Right? In other words, uh, every brocha invention. Is you know you, you, the brachas you make invention kids learn if you go to Hebrew school these are the yisoides you're going to learn right Hashem feeds us you learn about Eretz Yisrael you learn about the base on English those are yisoides of yadis and the fourth bracha is the the beitar what's up how does that fit in to those yisoides so to understand that nice what what why? Wasn't it the remnants of the 
that that I don't know could be could be that kachol was meant for David basically. So you have to understand why this should be deal. So the Maisa would ask another kasha. Yosef goes to Mitzrayim. And so the Rashi tells us, the Pesach says that the Mitzrayim, the, the, the Arabs that took him to Mitzrayim, were carrying the summer. So it was a, it was a, normally they carry naif, they carry you know, tar and oil and stuff like that. It doesn't smell very good. This time they were carrying spices to smell good. So Yosef shouldn't have to be. So the Shaila is, this kid was just sold by his own brothers. He's being sold into slavery by his own flesh and blood. They wanted to kill him. Last minute they said, you know, we'll make more money by selling him. I mean, how would a kid feel? And he's being sent as a slave to a foreign country. He's away from his father, away from his family, just rejected by his family. Sagate the mon if he smells spices or if he smells oil like Lamai Nafkanima. What is the shot over here? So they give a marshal at Lumrzuk and you see two people uh, standing with a knife. And you got a guy tied up on the table. And two people approach the guy with the knife. And one one hand somebody's screaming, Murder him, murder him, you're gonna kill him. And in another place, other people are just crying and davening. He says, how do you know which one is a murder and which one is an operation? Right? The terror says that the people who are wearing sterile clothing are the surgeons. The guy who's wearing filthy clothing is a murderer. So you can tell by the approach to the person holding the knife what his plan is. Right? If he's wearing a, a mask and he's wearing special clothing and he's wearing rubber gloves and uh, he's doing it very carefully, you know that this is an operation. This is the same thing. Kaddish Baruch Hu is showing Yosef. The reason why I'm sending you down there this way is to show you this is not just you being thrown into slavery and this is this is ultimately this is this is a surgery. There's a purpose to this. It has a tayelis. It may be painful, but there's a tayelis. Therefore, we're going to do it in the way that's the most uh, appropriate, right? And, it, and wants to show us, I'm doing this for a tafsir. It, it has a tayelis. Nothing a kodesh baruch does is for ra. Whatever called the other rachman on the top of it, and sometimes kodesh baruch shows us, and we get a glimpse of the darkness that it's all the faith. So Yosef is given that understanding that he should realize, listen, I'm running the show, I'm taking care, everything is with faith. You just have to wait it out and we'll see. In a similar way, what Kodesh Baruch was showing, the Haruge Beit, the Beit, was a tremendous tragedy. And one could say, so Kodesh Baruch hates us, he's abandoning us. Hashem shows no. You have to look at history and see, I, if, I, if I really was looking to destroy you, I would have let these bodies decompose. The fact that I made a miracle is to show that throughout Golos, no matter what happens, there's a cheshben. The Golos is a purpose. It's an educational experiment. And you plant it in the nations of the world, whatever you want to say, the cheshben is us, to collect the clupas amongst the umas ayulam, to be my bekevichemayim, but there's a toyelis. So the Harujay Beita and the miracle of Atreva Hamaita, the writer, the reason why it's a special brother was this was the first time HaKadosh Baruch Hu showed that the Churban was for a Tayyala for Tayyala. And by seeing the Mace HaKadosh Baruch Hu did, we can appreciate it. 
You see, you see the Marshall Road too, you look at the miracle of the Middle Yeshiva. Today, as time goes by, you see what, what a tremendous, tremendous miracle it was, and how Kodesh was rebuilding the world of Yeshivas. Right? This was a cheshbon of a Kodesh Baruch was a, a surgery. Whatever the cheshbon is, we don't understand the Holocaust. But you see a Kodesh Baruch is manipulating things that there should be a yeshiva world. There should be a, there should be a world afterwards, the world of America that rebuilt the Torah world. And it's just rolling. It's all Eishka Cheshmet Tzafim. So you see this, you see it. That's how you understand why B'Shas Tachorben, the Kruvim, where Mu'urim Zebozeh. Normally, the Kruvim reflected our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch So when we were in, in a good matzah, they faced each other. When the matzah was no good, they turned away. Pshat the Chorban, they were embracing. This is the pshat that Gershvorfu was like you send your child away, but you give him a kiss before he leaves. It's a relationship with the husband and the wife, and he's going on a trip. There has to be a yichud before they go. There has to be this relationship. Gershvorfu was showing this is what we're doing. This is the, the situation. So I think that you have a gemara in Sefer Brachos. Gemara says that. It was a, a nice, a very famous in the very beginning of the Sefer. Rabbi Yossi says, Pamachas is Mahalos Badera. Nechnasti Lechurba, Achas Mechurbis Romis Pala. Went to one of the rooms of Yerushalayim to Dadim. So, uh, Eliyahu Nabi comes, and he waits for me to finish Dabbing. When I finish Dabbing, he says, um, Shalom Aleichem, Rabbi Yomayri. I say, Rabbi Yomayri, Rabbi Yomayri. He says, why are you coming to the Churba? So he said, I came into Davin. So he says, you should have Davin on the road. Then we'll later on explain this. It's a sakana, we're going to a chorba. So I said to Monsieur, you see, Shema, you see, you go over the rochem. I was afraid to over the rochem would be massive me. Normally, so he said, I should have Davin the short villa. So I once heard it from the Yitzhak Kurzman, the Chetzadik Lavrochem. I may be saying it over, not exactly the way he said it, but. Basically, I think what he's saying is that the Yaisi went into the Chorba. So he says, what are you going into the Chorba for? He's going into Davin. He says, he was Davin because of the Chorba. He's got it to get a Shkorcha for why did he bring a Chorba? What separate he had to destroy the base on the list? Why did he have to go into gold? So he says, don't tell us about the Chorba. Life is a journey. So the Shkorcha put you on a derrick. How you have spiral by derricks. Life is a journey. We have the Membase Masois. Life is a journey. There are ups and downs. There's a Rafidim, and then there's a Harsinai. There's different stages in life. You can't Halzach, you can't Shelzach just on the Chorban. Life is a growth process. You have to keep on growing and growing. I, you're afraid, Shema Yavsikubo Eidi Yerochim, you can daven at Philip Kitsar. It doesn't always have to be the ultimate filler, a short filler. You can still have a cashier with a Kurdish right? I, I had this marshal, I, I, this track, when I think there's Gemara, when my daughter went to Eretz Yisrael, way back in the, uh, I don't know if it was the 1970s or whatever, 1980s, probably the 1980s, I only got married in the 70s, so <laughs> it must have been the middle 80s, so I'll quote from him. So, um, maybe it was the 90s, so the seminary offered, you could call Eretz Yisrael for a dollar a minute. 
yeah, cards and stuff like that, right? You know, so anyway, you could call for a dollar a minute. So it was not going to be a lot of phone calls to Eric's role, right? And so um, we took my daughter to the airport. Maybe she'll send us a fax when she gets back. Okay, I'll call upon them. So we took this the first time any of our kids left the house. And it was very emotional. Even Mr. Macho over here was very emotional. And so... Um, we came home, and the kids were in school, the house was empty, and Ramesh, it was rough and tight, you know, it's a progress gone, and, uh, you know, mail comes, I open the mail, and I get from this lady that I knew in Phoenix, she sends me an envelope, and the two crisp $100 bills said, this is only for calling Sapporo. So, it's don't worry, you can still communicate. <laughs> she's in Erickson's show, she's, she's out of town, but you can still communicate. And Vodish is saying, there's a derech, don't worry, you can still talk to me. Don't get harp, don't harp on the churban, life is a journey. You have to know, life has many ups and downs. Maisa with the Bob of the Rebbe. The Bob of the Rebbe came to America after the war, so most of the Bob of Hasidus was decimated. Came back with a handful of people, we tried to re-begin, and he sees a yid without a yarmulke, and he says hello to him, Shalom Aleichem. He recognized the yid from Amol, was Lubin Bobov, and the yid says, how do you know I'm Jewish? He says, I can see that you're Jewish. He says, why don't you come down with us? And the guy says, you should know, I used to be a chazan. He says, good, so you'll daven Kabbalah Shabbos. Okay, the guy comes and davens Kabbalah Shabbos. He says, okay, daven Myers. Guy goes to Davin Mark. Says you got to come tomorrow. Davin Shachar. Guy comes to Davin Shachar. Says you got to come next week. He says, Rebbe, I'm a Chal Shabbos. He says, Listen, everyone had Oynik Shabbos when you were davening, so you have to come. He comes the second week. Third week or the fourth week, he doesn't show up. He sends his son to go look for him. The son goes out to look for him. He finds him in the park, reading a newspaper, smoking a cigarette on Shabbos. The son comes running back to the father. He says. Tati, he's, he's smoking a cigarette on Shabbos, right? You want me to tell him to daven? He says, he's not smoking the cigarette. That's the Nazi in him that's smoking the cigarette. He's not smoking. Tell him to come. So he says, I can't come this week. I'll come next week. He comes the next week and he keeps coming. And he says, Rebbe, I'm a Machal Shabbos. He says, no, you're not a Machal Shabbos. You know, the Nazi's a Machal Shabbos. You're not a Machal Shabbos. So this goes on for a while. The guy keeps on coming. And finally, he, whatever, he goes his own way. Many, many years later, the, the, the Yid comes to the Bab of the Rebbe, invites him to a chasna. Comes to the chasna, the Yid goes over to him and he says, Shalom Aleichem, do you remember me? And he says, uh, no. And he says, I'm the guy who smoked on Shabbos and you told me it wasn't me smoking with the Nazi. Now I became a friendly Yid. These are my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren. Over 150 Yiddish Shamas, showing me Taylor Mitzvahs. Because he, it's a journey. He went through a journey, he went through ups and downs. You got to work it through. But that's, you know, we all on the journey. You never know how Kodesh who has his way of doing things. You know, the mice with the Tells and Shiva. The Yasef Bloch was the Tells of Shishiva. It was also the Rav in the city of Tells. There was a Yid. Intel, uh, Intel that was Machal Shabbos. He had a store open. So one day, Rabbi Yosef Leib took a million, a dabbing musaf in front of the store. After the dabbing musaf, Rabbi Yosef Leib went to the store and he says, please close your store on Shabbos. 
He says, no one's going to tell me and get involved in my Parnassah. Just leave me alone and do what I want. No one's telling me how to run my Parnassah. So he had a son, a mayor, that couldn't but trug the chutzpah that this guy had. So he went and he slapped him in the face. So the guy was so upset and he closed the store. You know, he wasn't, he didn't, he didn't close it for good. That shop was he closed. But the future, you know, like to kept it open. Years went by and his son, many years later, became in charge of running the city or something like that, in charge of the police department in the city. So he said to the son, now I can take revenge to this only mayor who slapped me. So make sure you take care of him. So he got wind, the mayor, Malach got wind that, that this guy was after him. So him and Martin Katz, his brother-in-law, decided, you know what, two things quiet down, let's go to America, we'll raise some money for the yeshiva, we'll come back and things will quiet down. They went to America and World War II broke out and they couldn't get back. And both their families were destroyed and they were left behind and they started telling the yeshiva in Cleveland. The British and fear developed. You know, one thing is happening on one side of the world, because Sprechel is planning where he's planting Taylor on the other side of the world. It's all a journey. It's a derech. And it can still be mispowered on the derech. So our job is to be mispowered to Akadosh Baruch That's what we can do. We can bet to Akadosh Baruch is waiting for how it's filmed. Did you know that the, the Gemara tells us Akadosh Baruch Hu is filmed? Akadosh Baruch is filmed. It says, Mika Amcha Yisrael. In our film it says, Shema Yisrael. So there was a Maisa with the Bedich of the Rebbe. Bedich of the Rebbe once saw one of his Hasidim dropped his chillin. You know, and the year drops his chillin, he comes over to Rudu, throws himself on the floor, picks it up, gives it chillin a kiss. The Bedich of the Rebbe sees this happening, he turns to Arnakadish as Rabbeinu Shalom. Shalom for a year drops his chillin, look, he picks him up, gives him a kiss. Your chillin had been lying on the floor now for 2,000 years. Is in the time you gave them a kiss and brought Mashiach. That was for the time. Just want to finish. There was a, many years ago, it wasn't so long ago, but Steinman came to America. I think with the Gay Rebbe. And so um, when he was in Lakewood, so he was staying by, I think, by Malkiel's house. And people were waiting to get in, to get a bracha, to see him. And like there were barricades out, so you had to wait and wait, and they would let people in. There was a little kid waiting and waiting and waiting, and they waited a whole day to get in. And finally, they came out and they said, uh, "You know, the Rosh is tired. He's not seeing anybody." And this kid starts crying hysterically. I need to get into the tzaddik. I need to get into the. Please let me into the tzaddik. I waited all day. So they told him, by the way, there's a little kid crying. He says, let him in, let me talk to him. So he comes and they take him in. And he says, Rebbe, I started to go to Yeshiva. I'm going to Yeshiva and I'm learning Torah. But my father's not from. Please give me a bracha that my father should be with me. I don't want to be separated from my father. Please give me a bracha that I shouldn't be alone that I shouldn't be separated from my father, my father should come back. I think this is what we have in Hamish We're sharing the Torah and Mitzvahs, we're doing what we have to do, we're sending our children to Yeshivas, we're going to learn, right? We don't want to be separated from our father, so come back to us, and we get to our 